1: Ecumenical decisions. A giant diamond, and, hacking the internet. This, is, awesome, today. Awesome today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends.
2: Hello and hello. Here we are
1: once again.
3: Sounds like the beginning (laughs) of an ill-written song. (laughs) Here we go again. Um, no. What's the other one? Um, here I go again on my own. Yeah. Going down the only podcast road I've ever known.
2: That's right. It's that rings true for me. I feel like. Um, maybe. I don't know. All right.
3: All I know to do is to tell you it is January twenty
2: sixth. Dude, this month is flying by.
3: Uh, we've kicked a lot of tail this month, and we in doing have. so, it things go fast. Okay. Truly, I feel like it's going fast to me, but we have we have accomplished a lot. this mm-hmm. month. So, what's well, national plan for vacation day? Now, go ahead and Oof. cast your cloudy funk on that. Woof. That's hateful. No, it's not.
2: People can't travel. You can't go on a vacation
3: right now. You can. Logging. Well, mean. You can. And that's the thing. And there's two reasons why I would encourage you, and all of you, to move past it was my it was my knee jerk reaction as well, which was more like a middle finger jerk reaction. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't it's like bah! But uh, no, listen. Besides the fact that it's yet another holiday created around commercialism. <laughs> One of the things, one of the good points that are made about this is that the holiday is an encouragement for people to take their paid time off.
2: Well, yes. Instead of
3: skipping and working through. And I think it's especially important, even though undoubtedly many people right now are just thrilled to have a job and a thing to do. At the same time, we require respite and recovery. Yes. And so it would be, I think, especially tempting because of mindset and because We're semi-trapped at home and and not that mobile to skip it. It's not the same if you're, oh, well, you know, I'll just work a couple hours a day. Now, you never get out of the work mindset. You never truly recover then. Yeah. So I would encourage you, take some time today and think about, plan towards some, maybe you just want to make it a long weekend in the Mm -hmm. future or something, but plan towards it. Yes. And if, if your plan is I'm I'm going to not shower, I'm going to wear my PJs, I'm going to watch movies and tell my kids not to speak in my presence unless someone is bleeding, um, whatever. Or if you want to, there's outdoor things you can do. Yeah. Um, there are some places you can go and do things. And so it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a plane flight to wherever you'd rather be. Yeah, But... I would encourage you to do it for yourself.
2: Well, sir, I appreciate your frame of reference on this. Mm -hmm. I was not anticipating that at all. That's a great perspective. Two things came to mind as you were talking.
3: One, you were the pessimist. Two, I was the optimist. Well. Never happens.
2: That actually happens often, if we're both (laughs) being honest. Um, Yes, I actually read an article last week talking about the importance of the quote-unquote fake commute. How... If you are working at home and you have been during the pandemic, but you had a commute before that, that there's something, and even if your commute was just a few minutes, there's something mentally important about having yep. a sort of on-ramp time and an off-ramp time. Now, you and I both work from home all the time, so it's a little different in our context, but I do appreciate the sentiment, and I remember when I was teaching that we I taught about 20 minutes from where we lived, mm-hmm. and that Drive Every day was so important for me. In the mornings, I would go over my plans for the day in my head. I would get in the right mindset. And then at the end of the day, I could just like, that was the space I needed to leave school at school and be fully at home. Gotcha. So there's that. And I totally agree with what you said about our need for rest. Mm -hmm. And then also, this kind of ties into the most recent episode of Sorta Awesome. I'm going to cross-pollinate a little bit. Uh In the most recent episode of Sort of Awesome, Rebecca and I are talking about trends for 2021, Mm -hmm. according to Pinterest. And one of the big things that they are talking about for this year is people planning fantasy travel. Okay. Where... We've been stuck at home for so long that people are kind of putting together Pinterest boards, not for a realistic vacation, but like if they could go anywhere and do anything, Okay. what would that kind of dream look like? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like it. So anyway, that went a whole different direction than my original pessimistic view on it. And I thank you for that.
3: My pleasure.
2: Oh, I guess I'm up first.
3: Yes. Your pleasure. (laughs) Your honor.
2: (laughs) Or should we say uh,
3: your... Your honor, my honor? No, your honor, it? my pleasure? What's the right? That sounds dirty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is definitely dirty. <laughs> your eminence, your grace, isn't that what you're supposed to call your, your eminence? Is that what you call
3: an archbishop or a bishop? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm so. I'm just. I, anytime I know he's going to be around, I dodge him because I don't know the proper protocol. Well, I know that it's different here. Some places in the world, you're supposed to kneel on the left knee instead of the right and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And that's really overwhelming to me. I've not been educated. That was not part of RCIA.
2: No, it was very much downplayed in RCIA. Our RCI director, our deacon, who is very lovely and wonderful, did downplay it. He was like, don't feel like you have to do anything fancy when you meet the archbishop. So we didn't learn all of the rightness around it.
3: Which made it awkward when I tried to kiss his ring. <laughs> And he wasn't wearing one. That's another story, another time.
2: Another story for another day. Well, in 1564, the Council of Trent issued its conclusions. So if you have ever in your lifetime been curious about the distinctions, distinctions between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism, mm-hmm. go read up on the Council of Trent. This is in the wake of the Protestant Reformation slash revolt. And it affirms what the Protestant at the time the Protestant movement that was sweeping across Europe was disaffirming right about Catholic teaching is that a fair way to say it
3: um I mean no not really oh. it's in full it. honesty it's what they recreated um outside of outside of Catholic doctrine and theology
2: okay what the Protestants did yeah I was talking about the Council of Trent though
3: Oh, well, the Council of Trent themselves just went back and reaffirmed. Yeah. This is what the church believes. This is when we, this is, you know, this is as far back as we had it in writing. This is when it was last discussed and we're reaffirming what was reaffirmed then. Yes. Um, just as one example of that, pointing to, uh, the canon of scripture and looking back to whichever council, it's either 300s or 400s that first laid out the exact old and new testament canon and that that was not an issue until the 1500s all of a sudden and they're saying now we we're going and sticking with what we've been doing for the last thousand plus years and yeah yeah so that was the yeah that's kind of how it worked all right they probably had a little more snark than i did because of their supreme agitation with it
2: yeah uh, and if they were more snarky than you are maybe you should go read up on the council of
3: church yeesh i have read a a large chunk. Well, I've read the entirety of the uh, what do they call it? It's not the the tritium. I think is what it's called, uh, which is the final statements of look. This is this is what Catholicism is. Mm. It's what it has been. It's what it is. These are the differences. This these are the new claims that were made that we've said no. That's not what the church is. Okay. All right. Very cool. Well, 1784, Benjamin Franklin.
2: Good old Uncle Ben.
3: Ben. He expressed distinct unhappiness over the um, the eagle as America's symbol. Really? Yes. He took issue. He took grand issue. Okay. He argued that the eagle was, and I'm going to, there's m- multiple quotes of his in here. Okay. The eagle was a bird of bad moral character. What? That does not get its living honestly. <laughs> Because it steals food from the fishing hawk and is too lazy to fish for himself.
2: Ben Franklin, how
3: very dare you. as a substitute, he offered that the turkey is a much more respectable bird.
2: Mm. Gobble, gobble, Mr. Franklin. Yeah.
3: Now, in fairness, I guess, I don't believe this was ever a public declaration. This is pulled from a letter that he wrote to his daughter.
2: Ah, yes. All right.
3: But, uh... The whole, can you envision uh, a, a turkey on the quarter? No. Or a turkey with a snake in its talons, not able to gain flight, just flopping around and. <laughs> I would venture to
2: say the path of our country's history could have been remarkably different. I think people... it would have been terrible. Uh, yeah, if people were expected to rally around a freaking turkey.
3: Right? The bald eagle would now be extinct from just Thanksgiving feasts. <laughs>
2: You imagine an alternate timeline where the thing is all completely creepy. I feel like bald eagles are actually endangered species.
3: Yes, they are.
2: Because of too many people eating them. Too many people eating them. I guess.
3: Turkey fans. I guess. Weird. Weird. Sorry, Ben. That's just weird.
2: Yeah. 1905, in a mine that is now part of the country of South Africa, the largest ever diamond was found. Now, previously, the Excelsior diamond had had held that record. Sometimes Mm -hmm. verb tense is fun and tricky. I like to change it up. Yeah, but the Excelsior diamond had held the record, but the...
3: Cullinan? Cullinan! Cullinan, I believe is how it's pronounced. The
2: Cullinan diamond was three times the size of the Excelsior diamond. It measured four... Inches. Inches by two and a half inches by 2.3 inches and weighed over... 3,100 carats.
3: That's big. Think about. That's that's the enormous. size of a child's hand.
2: Yes. That's it's massive. an eco hand made of diamond.
3: Indeed. Indeed. Maybe we could trade his in.
2: <laughs> to safely transport the diamond to London, it was placed in the captain's safe aboard a steamboat and then accompanied by several detectives from what? South Scotland Africa. Yard?
3: Oh, okay. No, uh, no, the detectives would have been of English origin. Yes. Yeah i don't know was scotland yeah scotland yard was a thing already but i don't know i don't know if they were trustworthy at that point well well that isn't that i don't know i don't know enough about all that
2: i know i just as i said it too i was like wait isn't scotland yard british though but i I think scotland is that part of because it's all
3: great britain i don't know help me maybe help us something i don't know we'll do another look at the scotland yard
2: help us understand the yard of the scots how the yard of scots works i
3: think it's a drinking club
2: well, the point is rather moot in this case, because that whole thing mm-hmm. was simply a diversion. Brilliant. It was a ruse. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> a
3: ruse.
2: It was because the diamond itself was actually transported through the regular postal system. You're telling nope. me that from... Okay, well, for, it was ultimately cut into nine diamonds.
3: That's when I got home.
2: Well, okay, so you're telling me that they took this toddler-sized, toddler-hand-sized yep. diamond.
3: They put it in a little box.
2: And mailed it from the tip of mailed the continent it to of Africa jolly to Jolly Old England. Are you serious? Yes. This feels fishy. I am
3: right? confident that's what they did. That's what they said they did. There's no sense in lying about it now.
2: I suppose that's right. Well, ultimately, once it got home, it was cut into nine diamonds. That seems like a shame, but yeah, whatever. Two of them are now part of the crown jewels, and the remainder are owned privately.
3: Yes, by sovereign citizens. Ooh. Mm. According to the thing. I'm not entirely sure what that means I thought, <laughs> I, I thought sovereign meant that
2: you didn't man. have to
3: listen to somebody else's crap. That's you did right. your own thing. Yes. I don't know. Um, I'm sure it means something different in that context, and I'm not too concerned. Okay. Well, 1924, the first ever Winter Olympic gold medal is awarded to American skater Charles Jutra, who won it in the 500-meter speed skating contest.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That was the first Winter Olympics.
2: I love the Winter Olympics. You would. I love the Summer Olympics. I don't.
3: I don't don't... like any of them.
2: Yeah, you'll watch them with me if I ask nicely.
3: Maybe. Partly. I like them better now that sometimes through streaming services you can watch without commercials.
2: That's true. But the Olympic
3: commercials are an Olympic fail.
2: Ooh, hot take. 1939. Filming begins for the film... Gone Gone with the wind.
3: And how much do I care? You don't like it. I know so. Oh, I just set you up and you you whiffed. I frankly don't give a damn.
2: Oh I was I was thinking about instead of Gone with the Wind, I was thinking about one of my favorite YouTube channels, which is called Gone with the Winds. Jason and Nicky Wynn watch them every week. Gotta keep up with their sailing adventures around the world. So I was actually thinking about them and I didn't think of that epic
3: monumental line. That's a decent watch recommendation. I think you'd enjoy that more than you would Gone with the Wind, Mm -hmm. which I think got canceled at some point in the recent past. I'm not sure. Probably. Not the winds, but the original movie there. From 1950, the American Associated Insurance Companies of St. Louis, Missouri issued the first babysitter's insurance policy. Now, does this insure the babysitter or the
2: family who has babysitters in their home?
3: I don't know. When I went to look it up, because now that's a thing, if you're going to be a, a professional child care giver, you have to carry liability insurance. And I don't know if this, if that stemmed from this original story or if this first thing was something entirely else. Okay. It just wasn't, it wasn't easy to dig around and I, I didn't.
2: Okay, that's fine. I've got another Catholic news item for you. My first suspicion...
3: Was that it insured the liquor cabinet against that <laughs> babysitter from getting a little active without supervision of her own?
2: And that does indeed make sense. Yes. All right. Catholic news update, 1962. Yes.
3: Bringing it on.
2: More Catholic. Fresh off the press, Bishop Burke of Buffalo, Catholic of the Buffalo, I'm guessing New York, Catholic diocese, declared that Chubby Checkers, the Twist is impure. Dang right it is. And he banned it from all Catholic schools. Thank
3: goodness. Was
2: it the song or the dance or both? The combo um, of the I'm
3: sure it's both. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without the other.
2: Are you meaning to tell me that Bishop Burke suspected that the chubby checker Uh, meaning that he embedded into the twist had to do not with dancing, but another kind of twisting?
3: It could have been that. It could have been the excessive hip gyrations that go on during performance of the dance. Yes. Visible amongst the innocent students or on television on Mm. the bandstand. Mm -mm.
2: Mm -mm. Mm -mm. If that was a thing yet. Yeah, I don't know.
3: 1964. A newspaper article came out. Today, in 1964, and it revealed a story that I have never heard around the JFK assassination. Oh
2: my, bring it on.
3: It's not It's not anything heinous. It's actually something very awesome, I think, um, or at least how it ended. It wasn't awesome that this happened because believed to be a victim of the same shooter, um, and I don't think I put his name in here. I thought about it and then didn't, I guess, but a Dallas police officer was also shot and killed. Um but the general populace banded together to raise funds for his family and at least as of the writing of this article at that time 700,000 dollars had been gathered for that family which oh, is today's wow. equivalency of 5.83 million Dang. and i thought one i mean, sure absolutely terrible that the family had to endure this but what a what a good show by mm. the people to take care of a family in that way. Yes. I'm guessing uh, no different back then than today that that wasn't a profession that paid him what he was worth, that he certainly didn't have all kinds of money socked away at that stage to take care of the fam- his family in the event of his passing. And sure, yeah. They're done. They're taken care of.
2: Yeah. That's remarkable.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool.
2: Another remarkable thing to note, on this day in 1979, we have the premiere of the television show The Dukes of Hazzard.
3: Indeed. Oh, so Let me get out my Daisy Dukes.
2: <laughs> uh, gather up Bo and Luke. Luke. Uncle Jesse. Daisy. The Daisy. whole crew. What's, uh... No, you've exceeded my No, the, the
3: mechanic. Now. Was it Cooter or Cletus? I can't remember which it was now. I don't know. I think it was Cooter.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Cuda Brown. That's not right. I don't know. We'll fact check that later and probably <laughs> probably not to remember remember to report back, but I'm pretty sure. Ooh. That's the case. You had Roscoe Pico Train, you had Boss Hogg. Oh
2: yes, I forgot
3: about Boss Hogg. Um, Enos, the simpleton deputy, who always all Daisy had to do was bat her eyes at him, and he'd cave and break the law for the Dukes. But he didn't mean to, so he never got fired. Just belittled a lot publicly.
2: I feel like you watched a lot more Dukes of Hazard than I did, but...
3: It was a big deal when I was a kid.
2: Did you have, yes. then, sir... Wait! Did you have, then, sir, a Dukes of Hazzard lunchbox? Yes. Did you? Yes. And the thermos that goes yes. with it?
3: Yes. Okay. Both of them. And the one I had was shaped like a... Like a working man's lunch. It was Uh plastic. It wasn't metal, but it was shaped like that. And that's, I think, the only reason you could fit both the thermos and like half a sandwich or something next to it. Half
2: a sandwich, half an apple. You know what I hated?
3: five chips. You know what I hated?
2: How, How warm your milk got in the thermos. No,
3: I wish I had warm milk in the thermos. My mom sent soup in the thermos. Oh, to school? Right? It's like, what is Are we dining at Hogwarts? What the hell's going on here? Got a big damn thermos of soup. Everybody else has fruit roll-ups and good stuff. I'm like, I'm just over here with my lukewarm chicken noodles. Hell of a day. Hated it. It's embarrassed by it. So I feel like I'm blushing right now. I can feel it.
2: Hell of a day. <laughs>
3: Yep. Oh my gosh,
2: that's awesome! You know, you
3: go out, you get that lukewarm soup in you, and you go out and run around <laughs> on the playground. You're belching acid. As a kid, no kid should have to belch acid. Okay, it's terrible. Oh my! Gosh. Man, I didn't even know I had that many feelings yeah. deep down in there about that. You dredged did. them up. I guess I did. Quite the interviewer. Whew, okay, 2013, the United States Sentencing Commission, who I had never heard of before. Uh-uh. They are hacked by a group known as Anonymous.
2: Anonymous, the hacking group. Now,
3: this sounded vaguely
2: yeah.
3: familiar. Not this incident, just the group. Uh-huh. And there's a good reason why. This is a decentralized virtual community. My suspicion is that very few, if any, of the members actually know who the other members are. Yeah. And as a whole, though they're they're really not organized in that fashion. But as a whole, their their goal is to seek mass awareness and revolution against entities that are perceived as corrupt. Sure, sure, sure. This is, you get the the moniker hacktivist mm-hmm. or hacktivism. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go, and you should go, just to be alert to this, because like I said, I feel like it's something I heard years ago and haven't really heard anything about since. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, There's a Wikipedia page talking about them. They've, they've been active since at least early 2006. And I'm wanting to say there were at least three or four things in 2020 that they were involved in. They are global. It's not just here. Maybe that's why we don't pay attention anymore because, oh, it's some other country we don't care about. Right. And so the news never picks it up. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Mm. Pretty interesting mm-hmm. that that's going on out there. Yeah, it makes definitely. you wonder. A lot of, the, or at least a few of the things they've done mm-hmm. has resulted in things that they've dumped over to WikiLeaks. Yeah. And so it makes you wonder... What all it is that they've done that they've not been either claimed credit for or given credit for.
0: Because yes. um, I
3: do suspect, like so many other things, that there's probably a few of those things credited to them that someone else did and just used their name. hmm But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of an interesting, interesting thing.
2: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, I suppose we've come to that time of the day of the show where we need to...
3: Or, 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 or. Watch, read, listen, life style. Um, I have a watch. It's not common. Lately, at least. Yeah. And it could actually be a listen as well. Okay. Um, I just happened to catch today a section of episode 1595 of the Joe Rogan Experience. Now, I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan. Uh, What I am impressed by is he keeps a, a pretty legit... Stable of horses running through there to interview. Yeah. Pretty impressive folks. Mm -hmm. And he does a good job, honestly, of both reaching for a lot of different uh, perspectives. I like perspectives. Let's do it. Perspectives across varied topics. And he does a really good job, so much better job than so many people, of, for the most part, shutting the hell up. And letting the guests speak instead of, yeah, yeah, but here's what I think. Yes. Now he'll engage in all of that, but he does a great job of keeping them going and of pulling probably more out of them than they realized. Mm. You can tell because they'll, they'll pause and sigh and think and look off. And then right. he's making them put into words, maybe some things that they've never really clearly articulated right. before. Yes. Well, his guest on this episode is Ira Glasser, who is former ACLU head. Okay. And at least the section, and if you're going to look on YouTube, I would recommend looking for Joe Rogan, Ira Glasser. It will give you, you can watch the whole episode or listen either one, but that's several hours often. Several hours. Um, they do clips yeah. on YouTube. So you can catch just, here's a 14, 16, 8 minute, whatever section of the show where conversation was noteworthy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd caught, and I think it's 14 to 16 minutes long. They were speaking very specifically to uh, hate speech and whether or not that's something that can or should be banned. Yes, and that's something we talked about way while back mm. as we went through Jonathan Haidt's book.
2: Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm.
3: and I thought it was just it was it was stated so intelligently, so so eloquently, uh, so thoughtfully. I just thought it was a really powerful, regardless of what side of the issue you stand on, I thought it was a very well-spoken section by Ira Glasser. Okay. Uh, And I would highly recommend a listen. It's worth it.
2: I will check that out. You say that. We'll see. I will. We'll see. All right. Well, reading-wise, I myself have been back in the pages of Julian of Norwich and her revelations of divine love. Mm -hmm. This is really informing a lot of the material that I'm putting together for our waking up. Awesome cohort experience. It's a good place to be. It's a really good place to be back with Julian and her observations from her genuine divine revelations about God and who he is as love, how we are created and sustained in love. And it's been really good.
3: It is good. It's good every time.
2: It is. It really is. Listening wise. Again, like Kyle said, you could listen to that episode from Joe Rogan. It Mm -hmm. is going to be long. Um, I have been listening to a project that my friend, Laura Tremaine just dropped. It is in combination with an, a, a a bonus for people who pre-ordered her book. Okay. So in the publishing industry, in the past few years, there's been this huge trend in getting people to do pre-orders. It moves your book up the charts.
3: So Publishers like it because it's no risk.
2: love it. They'd yes. love for you to do more
3: work and less risk for them and
2: yes, no
3: additional pay for you.
2: Exactly. That is their whole gig. So they encourage the authors to come up with pre-order bonuses for people. And so while I put together this podcast series, which is very in-depth, I will say it is the biggest Bonus that I have ever, and I come, this comes across my desk, uh, metaphorically speaking, a lot with three different PR uh, campaigns, but she put together this whole podcast. It's called The Secret Tapes, and she does interviews. That kind of do like the rest of the story, Paul Harvey style, I guess Uh you could say, with people who are featured in her book, Share Your Stuff, which comes out on February 2nd. Anyway, she very graciously asked me to help co-host and sit in on some of those conversations and have conversations with her, set up conversations. So anyway, I've been listening to that today. I just listened to one um, with my dear friend and hers Andy, Mm -hmm. talking about uh, the moment in their friendship when he came out as gay, and it's been a very powerful listen. Andy's one of my favorite people on the planet. So Um, is
3: is pre-ordering over with?
2: No, pre-ordering goes on through basically January 31st or February 1st, I guess. It's like right up until the book is released on February 2nd. So you can still go do that.
3: You can still do that. Yes. All right. Well, it sounds like... Maybe she owes you some money, then, if you're out here (laughs) plugging it.
2: We don't do free ads. No, but just as a standalone, like, you can't get it unless you buy the book. But just, like, as a project, it's very good. Okay. Okay.
3: Uh, That doesn't change my statement, though. Of course it's good. You're involved in it. What have you well, done that's not good? Thank you. You have five children who are all arguably good-ish.
2: Wow, you should tell them that. They'll
3: be very impressed to hear it. I would never tell them that. <laughs> I believe in negative parenting all the way. Okay. Um, lifestyle. There's a smattering of things here.
2: Oh, golly. So we, we allowed AJ to choose as one of her big... Ticket Christmas gifts this year. She wanted to get her hair dyed green. We had our yeah. hesitations. We had our Like full misgadings. on
3: strawberry shortcake character.
2: Yeah. Green. Looks, is green the greenest of greens? Well, predictably, not even a month later, she's over it. Yeah. And is determined to get that green right out of her hair. Wash that green right out of her hair. Uh, so we began the process over the weekend. It's not going well, guys. It's not going well. Yeah.
3: Well, it's, it's, a a, thing. it's a stubborn green. It is a stubborn green. <laughs> that was so, one of my nicknames in high school. Okay. That makes sense.
2: Um, I'm learning more about hair and color processing and color removing and all of that than I actually ever wanted to know. But it's a good lesson for her, I think, in the fact that decisions have consequences.
3: Indeed, they do. And some- This came on the heels of her... Asking to shave her head.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. That's not one you can do anything to overcome in a month. You're pretty much talking about 12 to 18 months Uh before you look like anything close to what you previously looked like.
2: Yeah, so we're going through it over here with that. Thankfully, after a trip to the liquor store where we picked up a little sampler trio.
3: What's that have to do with hair coloring?
2: Well, thankfully, I have a f- good friend and a new scotch that I okay. discovered to help me get. So through we're moving it. on
3: from here. Yeah, got to make that clear. You don't want to be like, so we got her all liquored up, and now <laughs> she likes the green. <laughs> Who
2: knew?
3: And we don't, we don't You're facilitate right. child drinking.
2: I was taking too long in my segue there, but truly, uh, it's been a delight over the weekend to discover from this trio of uh, samplers that we got from the Glenlivet Scotch House Distillery. Distillery. Um we, we got that, uh, the Glenlivet Founders Reserve. Yes. The first sip that I took, I was like, this feels so familiar. And it feels like toffee. And then I looked up some tasting notes from other people on it. And a lot of other people picked up that toffee taste. In
3: it. That makes you feel good. It makes really. me feel so good. I got. I didn't just smell toast because I'm having a stroke. That's the flavors right. are actually here.
2: Yes. Yes. So anyway, highly enjoyable if you're looking for a uh, sweet smacky scotch, that Glenlivet Founders Reserve, and little, it's not
3: little, very not little very smoke safe. to it, a little yep. bit of peat to it,
2: a little smoky. I enjoy smoky scotch. A little burn.
3: It's pretty.
2: It's, a, it's
3: a little more burny than some of the others.
2: Is it? I, I feel you like know.
3: I've burned off my burn sensors it's, now. It's not for the soft-hearted. Nothing called Reserve hardly ever is. Okay. It's usually a, a little bit. Of, it's a little bit of a, a grab ya. Okay. Um, but not in a bad way. All right. And the samplers are such a great way. I don't know if that's a, a thing happening in theaters and liquor stores near you yeah. or what. But, yeah, they had a little three-bottle sampler. Each one was...
2: Like an airplane bottle. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it was... Yeah, it's a good way to, to test before you drop mm. big dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, we have also been continuing down the cigar path, mm. trying different ones. Yeah. And we have... Stumbled into the Liga Privada cigars. They are... So, so. yeah, there are multiple families, historic family businesses that do cigars. Yes. And this one in particular uh, was actually created private for their estate. Okay. Uh, no, the number nine was the, I believe, the first one... That was a keeper mm-hmm. in, in what they'd concocted. Yeah. And then eventually did become publicly commercially available. It is delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, you get chocolate to it. It's not harsh. It's... And yet it's not weak. No, no. It's a bold one. It's a bold cigar. And so we've had both the number nine and then the T52. Yes. And... We may smoke another T52 here in the next night or so, just going back and forth trying to decide is one better than the other or do they both just stand alone or what? Uh, but that's excellent. And if, if you are interested in taking the cigar path, that might not be a, a Bad, at least relatively close to the beginning starting point. Yeah. Uh, likewise, if there is someone in your life who is a cigar smoker, that would be a stellar gift.
2: Absolutely, yes.
3: And you don't have to buy a whole box. No. Uh, you can buy singles and yeah. not break the bank. and. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um And Jeep. I can't remember what all we've said, um, but I did find exactly... Exactly the Jeep. Mm -hmm. And we are, as we sit and record, we are waiting for papers to arrive in the mail. That's right. That we may sign and send back because I was very specific about what I wanted. There was only, from the resources I found, there was only one available in the nation at this time. And it was located out on the very tip of Long Island. Yes. New York. Way out there. And so we're... We're getting the deal done over the phone. I've also engaged a carrier broker to get it shipped down here and all the stuff and things. And, yeah, it's kind of wild. So it'll probably still be a few weeks before that is present in our lives. But that's right. the that's what we're walking through. It
2: sure is.
3: I look forward to welcoming her home.
2: Yes, very much so. This has been a pretty cool modern process Indeed. to buy a car sort of sight unseen in the sense that we didn't go onto a local car lot to do this. That's right. That's right. All right.
3: That's all. That's it.
2: That's it. Everything. Yes.
3: Okay. Well then have an awesome today. Would you please do. Bye Bye. Bye.
1: Sometimes I forbid my children from doing something and in the aftermath cannot provide a good reason for having done so, but I always back my own play and refuse to argue with myself in front of them. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.